Today on Locked On Bama, we're going to talk about Jake Pope on Jimmy Stein's countdown. We're going to talk about uh, imminent commitment, it seems like, and some baseball and softball talk. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, we got a whole new setup, baby. Makes uh, sense uh, that we would have a whole new setup here uh, now that uh, also in the past 24 hours changed employers, literally. <laughs> Still with the On3 network, but I'm now full-time member and uh, employee of BOL, Bama Online. So that's changed in the past 24 hours. And, of course, our set here has changed. Lots and lots of change. It's like NIL, Transfer Portal. We're just besieged by change. Uh, lots of stuff going on. And lots of stuff always going on with your countdown. We're going to talk about one, Mr. Jake Pope today. I think he's number 60, you tell me, 64, 5? 63. 63. He's number 63. And 63 in the rankings, which, which means, you know, we're getting into, I mean, how many guys do you think should play every Saturday? I, I think around 50 sounds right in terms of who's playing every single week players we should expect to see uh, even if it's special teams even if it's end of game situations uh, 50 for sure right so you're getting really close uh, it's fair to assume my rankings would be a little off that's fair but uh, right right now I have Jake Pope at 63 look uh, Jake's really good uh, I, I think in terms of fan expectations He's one of the most underrated kids on the whole roster. Uh, I thought on A-Day he looked like a future starter. Uh, I heard some buzz, uh, you know, last last year, last summer, last fall, that, uh, that, that the staff was pretty high on him, that, that they think he could be a starter. I think he could be a starter. The kid I saw on A-Day looked like a future starter to me. Uh, he checks a lot of boxes. Uh, he's, he's at 6'1", 192. He's, he's, he's big enough. Uh, he runs really well now he's not a 4-4 guy but but he runs well enough to, to play safety in the sec he's a hitter his best traits are the intangibles safety's a, a, a you know it's it's really you need a traffic cop back there you need someone that really understands the scheme and what all 11 are doing uh, particularly the back end and jake's great with that stuff um super uh, high uh, academically as well. I think he, he was a, like a 4.0, you know, student in high school and he's doing well at Alabama. So, and he comes from Buford, you know, a big time high school program. So the competition in the SEC isn't uh, quite the, the the learning curve for him. So I, I think we have every reason in the world to be really high on Jake Pope and his future at Alabama. Again, I think he's a future starter. It could happen as soon as 2024, in my opinion, it could. Uh, but right now he's got, you know, Caleb Downs looks like a uh, just another in a long line of saving freaks. Malachi Moore is going to start, whether that's at safety or at star. Uh, Christian Story is just a veteran player that has a lot of those same intangibles that Jake Pope has. It's kind of hard to imagine Jake will be ahead of him. I doubt that. Even Devontae Smith, who missed the entire spring with injury, the staff is, is really high on him. I, I wouldn't put Jake ahead of Devontae Smith right now. Uh, on on the org chart, so I think Jake is somewhere around you know the fifth, 
safety right now, the fifth or sixth guy. Uh, so that means he's likely not to play a big role this fall. But do not forget about that guy. I, I think he's a real contender for a starting spot as soon as next season. A contender, not not projecting, hey, he will start next year, but he could. Uh, good player, good player. Yeah, when we were talking about uh, defensive backs after A-Day on our podcast, a lot of people brought up that we sort of glossed over Jake Pope. And he did look awesome. He had some really nice shots, uh, legal shots, by the way, and um, thought he played very, very well. But that's just a stacked room back there. Um, I, I would certainly love to see him do well. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I, I think he's got a lot of potential. And like you said, you you sort of need a quarterback back there. And he feels like he can be – that kind of guy. I'm going to pull up his picture really quickly here. The same picture we're using for the, the thumbnail or whatever you call it. I would like to think, even though I, if you look at this picture and I know it's not great if you're listening to the podcast and not on YouTube, but in this picture, if you look at his hair, it's sort of uh, dirty blonde with some red highlights, which I assume are from the lights behind him, but I'm kind of hoping he dyed them red like that. I kind of hope that's, that's the way it is. He's got sort of a – I saw him on campus uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, he, he's, he's got sort of a shaved head on the sides right now. I think this is a kid that's always going to be messing with his hair, <laughs> which is great. I wish I, – I, I, you know, uh, uh, there, there's nothing that can be done with this uh, this uh, old, old man white hair on me. But uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm jealous of Jake Pope's hair situation. <laughs> and he always seemed – I think I've seen him in person about three times had a different hair every time. So uh, – that's just a, a thing with him, I guess. But heck of a player, uh, heck of an athlete. Again, I, I think people are like, well, you know, he's not as athletic. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good athlete. He, he's also one of these guys. And it's so cool to, to me. I mean, I'm sure he's a good baseball player. As a matter of fact, I know he is. I'm sure he's a good basketball player. I bet he could pick up golf clubs and, and, and be, you know, killing drives 300 yards first time he picks up a golf club, uh, tennis. I mean, just some guys are just really good at sports and uh Jake's, Jake's one of those guys and don't sh sell your sh your hair short Jimmy I mean you've got sort of that like uh, all white Hawaiian wave right at the break it, it looks like if if I could superimpose a tiny little surfer like going around there I mean I, I would do it right now you and I have the same kind of haircut which is um I guess that makes a ton of sense um we, we sort of are the same person sometimes. I get. I hate. I hate my hair so much sometimes that like I'm getting it cut a Friday. Friday's the haircut day, and I hate my hair so much. Every time I get my, uh, every time my hair is cut, I'm like happy. I'm like, that's it. Take that. Take that. You stupid hair. Now you're cut in half. <laughs> you you showed them. Yeah, I did. Jimmy, whoa, Jimmy. We don't want people to see your tough side. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, let me tell everybody about uh, FanDuel. You know, uh, I love FanDuel. You love FanDuel. We all scream for FanDuel. Um, make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. NBA finals start tonight. Right now, new customers get that no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's amazing. Um, $2,500 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You cannot beat that. And FanDuel is advertising this everywhere and we appreciate them advertising it here 
at Locked On. And if you're going to sign up for FanDuel, we'd appreciate you going to FanDuel.com slash Locked On to sign up and get that no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's amazing. FanDuel is an official sports betting partner of the NBA, of the MLB, of the NFL. They are just a, a superstar in the industry. So go check out FanDuel. You'll love it. That's FanDuel.com slash Locked On, FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Jimmy, on the next podcast, we will continue your countdown as we've been doing. We're only on number 63. We've got a long way to go, but it's June 1st, Jimmy. And you know, for me, um, and, and I was thinking about this today, This some people will think this is sad. Like when June comes around, you know what I think about? I think about how close football's getting. I don't think about summer. I don't think about playing on the beach or on the, at the lake or any of that junk. Because frankly, I'm 50 years old now, and when I, I just got back from the beach, it, now the weather was great this time, but usually it's hot, it's muggy. I don't know what causes children, so I have a bunch of children and at, like at various ages, so I have to keep up with all of them, and none of them want to carry anything. And um, I mean, I'm just, you know, it's, if it was just me going to the beach, fine, but I got all these other responsibilities with legs. And um, so, I, yeah, when I think June 1st, I think, we're about two and a half months away from football. If you want to call high school football, football too. So I do. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about a commitment that may be coming our way. I think it's tomorrow. Friday, June 2nd is going to uh, be the day that uh, Anthony Rogers turbo running back from from, uh, Pike crossing in Montgomery. Uh, He will be making a decision uh, a, between Alabama, Auburn, Oregon, Florida, and Georgia, I believe. Uh, pretty highly recruited kid, good player, natural back. We've talked about him quite a bit here on the show. Uh, you know, I compare him a little bit. I mean, if people want, okay, what what kind of back is he? You know, you don't know much about him. Uh, I think a good comp is Jameer Gibbs uh, in terms of he's built a, a little bit like Jameer. Uh, maybe a little bigger at the same stage. He kind of has a different style, though, even though he's a lot like Gibbs, and he's going to be a great pass catcher, uh, a, a player that excels in space in the modern game, which is a space game. He's really good in space, catches the ball. Uh, but he's also, I think, a little bit tougher of an inside runner. Uh, I, I'm going to say he's Jameer Gibbs with a splash of Josh Jacobs sprinkled in. Now, that makes him sound like some super back. I, I don't mean to 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 overhype him i think i think there there's a good picture of him there on on youtube uh you can see you know he's well-defined uh powerful kind of kid he's just small framed like gibbs so uh you know he would definitely be a good pickup think about this guys he's a class of 25 guys so he's gonna be a junior this fall the fact that alabama will will already take him uh shows that they're they're very high on him and, and think he'll be a good fit. Now, I think he's a little bit of a committee guy, meaning that some backs like a Najee Harris, right? You get him and you're like, oh, I want it. I want him to be a running back and I want him to carry it 20 times and catch it another five or six times every week. Um, I think I think Turbo is a little bit more of a committee guy, which means, you know, you sort of like build a basketball team with it. You get your perimeter guy, you get your big, you get your shooter, you get your defender, you know, when you build a basketball team, right? Well, uh, Turbo is a lot like that. I, I think he'll be the uh, the third down guy. I think he'll catch the ball. I think he'll play in space. And, and when it's third and one, you're probably giving the ball to somebody else. 
Yeah, I can see that. And he is sort of a typical Nick Saban back. I mean, you know, you talk about – I mean, yeah, look, everybody would love a Derrick Henry. Sure. I mean, the guy – find me a guy that's 6'3", you know, 250 pounds that can run like a gazelle. That'd be awesome. They just aren't out right. there a lot. By the way, this is not exactly tying into Alabama, even though we did recruit the guy Nicholas Harbor at South Carolina. Um, pretty unbelievable he went to South Carolina number one. But I was listening to somebody talking about him. He has a chance to be like on the Olympic sprint team, and he is like 6'5", 260. Can you imagine that man coming at you full speed? I thought he was the most unique prospect in football I'd ever heard of. The most unique. I didn't say the best. The most unique. And I predicted from the start, not South Carolina, but I predicted from the start, this kid is so unique, he's going to have a unique choice just simply because – he just didn't seem like, oh, it's Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. I mean, so many of the very best players in the country right now, you can bet those three schools are going to be on their list of finalists, whether they really are or not. Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, those are the sexy schools, right? But Harbor, he was always going to end up – I thought he might end up at Maryland, to be honest. Uh, but but South Carolina is such an odd choice. But what, what do you need? I root for him. I mean, Nicholas Harbor is going to be – Fun to watch. I can't. I don't even know what position South Carolina's gonna play. I like him as a pass rusher, but I get the impression South Carolina's gonna play him on offense. Well, you know how you get a unique player like that to come to your campus, right? Unique up on him. Unique up on him. Hey, damn it! Sorry, sorry, I cussed. Um, <laughs> you ruined my joke, uh, Jimmy. One other thing. Look, you just moved. I don't even know how you. How you guys? I, I hadn't figured out this whole merger of Bama Online and on on three yet, but um, so mm-hmm. Tim Watts, who is now uh, one of your teammates, and uh, mm-hmm. he's the best in the business. He's awesome. It, he had uh, some recruiting nuggets, and one mm-hmm. of the nuggets was about Perry Thompson, and he would he he was very quick to say, "Look, yeah, I think Perry Thompson sticks with Alabama, but the Auburn love and the Auburn flirtation is real." Um, and they're, you know, don't be surprised if he ends up at Auburn. I mean, you know, look, uh, maybe don't be surprised he can go that far, but it was like, it's a possibility. You know, Alabama fans love to say, hey, Auburn ain't getting anybody we want. How concerned should people be about Perry Thompson? Uh, pretty concerned. Pretty concerned. I mean, to the extent that while well, he's committed to Alabama, and we should include him on commitment list because he's publicly committed to Alabama. He's more like uncommitted in the sense of how seriously he's considering other places uh i and hey it's and it's no reflection on the kid it's 2023 and there it's nil it's everything that goes with 2023 football and and it's just it's a different world right now and we just either have to accept it or we have to find something else to do with our saturdays like go fishing or something but uh, th- this is just one of those 2023 things, and we'll see what happens. Alabama would very much like to have Perry Thompson. He's committed. Alabama wants to keep him. Uh, I- I- but you have to recruit Perry, even if you're Alabama. You have to recruit him like he's uncommitted. Maybe you could go fishing with Perry Thompson. He does live in Foley, so uh, he, that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty much on the beach. And that's right there. Okay, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, we want to give a few shout-outs. Softball about to first pitch it, and baseball not far behind them. And we're back. Uh, Softball will be tipping off, kicking off 
throw it in there, whatever they do here. Tip it off. What? They tip it off. That's my understanding of the sport. Both pitchers get in the circle. The home plate umpire throws a softball up in the air, and uh, each player tries to tip it to their own shortstop. I think that boy that would make it so much more interesting. Well, um, I would like our chances with uh, six foot two Montana Faust. I do too. I also like our chances with Jayla Torrance, who looks like the kind of woman that she's not going to lose a lot of one-on-one contests. <laughs> whatever. She, no, she'll, um, she'll she'll beat she'll she'll yeah she's well her dad was a linebacker. That's right. So there you go. Her so, dad was a linebacker. All right, he's so Alabama high school. I don't know if people know that. What now? He's a principal now at like Dothan High School, I believe. Oh, that's Jayla so Cass. cool. That is yeah, so Jayla, cool. Yeah, he was a linebacker for Coach Stallings. I think he signed. I'm going to guess uh, the 92 class. I think he had signed in the 92 group. Uh, didn't play a lot, but he was on the team, I, I think, for all four or five years, or certainly most of it. And um, and, and and now he's an educator, and uh, I believe he's the principal – at Dothan High School. If I'm wrong, it's like Dothan Middle School, but uh, he's a principal in Dothan. That I do know. Very cool. Um, and I also like having principals that were former football players so that uh, some of these videos I see on Twitter maybe don't happen as much. But uh, okay, anyway, softball plays Tennessee today. Look, I'm going to make a prediction that's going to, I mean, it's going to sound like I'm being anti Bammer. It's kind of funny. Yesterday I was on the radio in Montgomery. And the the host asked me to rank Alabama's top five games for the year in terms of what I think the most important are. I said, I'm just going, we, we, we won't start into this. We might do that in another podcast. But I said, Texas is one because I think it's important to, you know, reassert your name on a national level. And um, Texas is going to come in kind of cocky and the Sarkeesian at Alabama thing, all that stuff. And it's just a big deal. And it's going to be the first big game for whoever our quarterback is. Number two, add Tennessee because I think it's time to put them back down a peg. Number three, LSU because they're always in the top three of, of this list. Number four is Auburn because um, weird things happen at Jordan Hare. And uh, number five was Ole Miss. That was from my list. And when I talked about Auburn, I said, you know, the thing about Auburn is they, they may not even be on this list later, which is weird to say because they could have four, five, or six losses and at the time. And immediately, like somebody texted in the show and texted those, like, you tell Luke Robinson, you tell Luke Robinson, tell us who those six losses will be. And I was like, look, I said four or five or six, first of all. Secondly, um, yeah, I, I think it'll probably be more like five but or, or maybe even four and Alabama's the fifth, but whatever. Um, I don't know why I started talking. Why did I start talking about this? Uh, we were talking about softball, and then you, you apparently had softballed out. And you're like, I'm oh, not oh okay. Oh, no, no, that <laughs> is true. I got out of softball into football. No, what I was going to say was my – and then when I got off the phone with him, I realized, okay, my inner bammer came out. Like my, my inner bammer where I can't help but take a shot at Auburn sometimes, and there's no way Auburn's going to have six losses when they get to Alabama. I believe that. But I said it on radio because I thought it might cause a stir. Subconsciously, well, I'm going opposite my inner bammer. I, I I would love to tell you I'm fully confident about this softball team making a run. I I think Alabama's going to be two and out. I really believe that. I think we're going to uh, lose the first game to Tennessee and lose the second game to either Stanford or Oklahoma, who will probably be Stanford. Uh, almost be willing to bet at Stanford. That doesn't mean we shouldn't be proud of them. They kicked butt this year. They did a great job. They got to Omaha, and we should all be happy about it. I'm not saying, you know, 
cheer a loss. I'm just saying I, I don't see this team going very far in this tournament. Uh, yeah, I agree, and uh, I think I think this is the year for, for Alabama softball. This is one of those years we've been to the World Series 14 times. Sometimes you show up with the team good enough to win it all, and sometimes you don't, and, and this is a dull year. Uh, Alabama was picked to finish fourth in the SEC by the media, I mean, before the season started. So anybody out there that's, like, upset that this team isn't winning the national championship, you should have been upset back in January and February when the expectations were set for this team, this, this, that, that was as good as people that follow the sport thought this team could be was fourth in the SEC. Okay. Now they played the SEC season. Where did they finish? Tied for fourth in the SEC. So over the course of the season, they were a good team. Look, you can't be the fourth best team in the SEC and not be really good. The SEC is a crazy good conference. So they were good. They were ranked in the top 25 all year long. And, and got up in the top 10 for a while. I think there was high six at one point. But they spent most of the season ranked around 12th or 13th in the nation in the rankings. Uh, the fact that Alabama made it to the final eight and got to the World Series, that's great for this group. I think the challenge for Patrick Murphy uh, going forward for next year and year after is the team needs to get a little better. I mean, we need more good players uh, for instance, Tennessee today, and I, I agree that Tennessee is going to win today. I picked them to win five to two in my little preview on uh, on BOL. I, I think that uh, you know Tennessee uh, won the regular season. They won the SEC tournament. Uh, their pitcher has an ERA of 0.75. That's who we're facing today. She's given up 14 earned runs in 130 innings. That's how good this girl is that we're facing. And, and they have a, an outfielder, Kiki Malloy, who's hitting like 420 with 25 home runs and 54 RBIs. I mean, the, uh, Tennessee led the league in ERA and runs scored. That's how good they are. I think they're the second best team in the World Series. And if anybody can beat Oklahoma, I think it's Tennessee. And that's probably what's going to happen in round two. I think Alabama's going to lose today to Tennessee. Uh, it'll be tight and it'll be fun. Uh, because we're a real competitive team. I will uh, differ with Luke in one way. I think Alabama might or could beat Stanford, you know, uh, Friday night. They could beat Stanford, maybe, not certainly. <laughs> maybe they beat Stanford and then get to a weekend game again, probably against Tennessee again. And uh, that'll be the only thing that leaves a sour taste in our mouths is if, if we end up playing Tennessee six times and lose to them five times. But they're, they're very, very, very good. Uh, and, again, I think the second-best team in, uh, in softball this season behind Oklahoma, which is, you know, they're like the 27 Yankees. Yeah, they are literally like they have 27 Yankees on their team right now. <laughs> um, anyway. They've won back-to-back -back national titles. Oklahoma going for their third national title, and this is their best team. Yeah. So they're about to win three in a row, and this is the best of the three teams. So – those Oklahoma girls need to cycle out before everybody else uh, gets a chance. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for bearing with us on the new format. We hope it is a little better. We hope it sounds a little better. I don't know. You're going to have to tell me. Um, so let's try it. You, you just leave in the comments or shoot Jimmy a text. I'll give you his phone number. Uh, that's going to do it for today. We will be back next time on Locked on Bama. Until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.